I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Lore boys are back, so let's cut the slack and get this show back on track. Hey, everybody. Sorry for the sound quality. Um, we're trying out a new recording setup. My name's Ethan. Uh, I didn't grab my mic from Peter's place because I forgot that we were trying a new sound setup. Uh, I'm joined by James Miller. Say hi, James. And my, hi, my name's James, and I'm going to be in Mexico starting next week. So we wanted to try doing this whole remote thing. Um, I have to go out for a few weeks for work. And rather than leave you guys hanging like I did when I went to Poland, we want to try and keep this going. <laughs> much so, uh, much easier when I, it's not a six-hour time difference. So, Right. Yeah, only one hour. <laughs> and yeah, exactly. lastly, it's Peter O'Donoghue. The, the only one with his regular mic for now. Yes, because I, um, yes, I have Ethan's hostage right now. Yeah. Just like, no, they're getting two cell phone quality recordings, goddammit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I didn't want to leave Jamie out in the cold with his, uh, his <laughs> shitty work headset mic. <laughs> right, but to make up for it, Peter's talking into two good quality mics. So yeah, exactly. One oh. of them's not plugged in, but it it would sound really good. Yeah, exactly. Uh, hey, As everybody. With everything. It's ASMR. We're uh, we're the ASMR podcast that talks about video game lore and stuff. Very uh, quietly. Two weeks ago, we did an episode on uh, Magic the Gathering character named Kamal and his Odyssey. Um. And this is kind of a follow-up episode to that one. Uh, I'm not saying you need to listen to the last one, but it'll definitely help you out a lot. Uh, before yeah. we get started, we just want to say uh, we did finally get a Patreon set up. So as as Peter, we promised last week. Yeah, as Peter so boldly promised and subsequently followed up on. All he needed to do was take two weeks off work, and we were able to get it set up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so thank you so much for the, the... I think we have two patrons at time of recording. Uh, thank you so After much, guys. After like 24 hours, too, it was so quick. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's great. So thank quick. you very much. Uh, I don't want to. I don't want to spend too long on this, but uh, if you want to support us, head over to that. We have one tier right now. It's one dollar. We'll probably add more tiers at some point. Uh, if you want to leave us a message there, we'll read it out on the show. So thanks so much to the to the two patrons we have so far. Uh, we'll read your names at the at the end of the episode and uh, give you a little thank you. So it's three dollars, by the way. Yeah, not one dollar. Three dollars, one dollar per boy. Okay, well, three dollars Lord Boys Prime, three dollars Canadian. So, yeah, let's be real, guys. <laughs> Basically nothing. What's what's the what's yeah. the conversion from uh, three dollars Canadian to uh, Mexican pesos, Jamie? Go ahead. And then to uh, it's about ninety bits. Yeah. Ninety bits. Okay, yeah. <laughs> ninety bits. Okay. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Yeah, that, that makes sense. <laughs> um, so, what do you guys remember from last week? Why don't we start with Jamie because he typically remembers less, and I like to put him on blast sometimes. Dude, I actually remember a lot this time. Just now. <laughs> yeah. So we were going to talk about the um, the sorceress. I forget her name. Uh-huh. Jessica. But we wanted to start with Jessica, but we wanted Jessica. to start with her brother. No I. Jessica. Jessica. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no I and team. Just Jessica. Yeah. Um, 
Just Jessica. No, yeah. I, no, INT, no INT, is that what you said? In team. Oh, okay. Sorry. No, I, yeah, no, no INT, I, no inting, boys. Let's go. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so since we're not focusing on her, we're focusing on uh, Kamal, which is her brother who comes from the land of the green. He went off to the town of the black. This is all like magic mana colors, basically. Uh -huh. um, and he started to get... He was. They didn't like him at first, but then he grew to fame by fighting in these death pits, basically. These arenas. And then he wanted to get the Mercedes... What the fuck was it called? I, the... I actually know that because I was on I was on the, our oh. website, theloreboys.com like <laughs> half an hour ago. It's, it's the, the monkey's paw. Yeah, yeah the Ferrari. Essentially a monkey's Mercedes paw. Mercedes Ferrari. Yeah. yeah, monkey's paw. And then from there, he ended up... The, a giant dragon came and attacked the the arena and he ended up killing the dragon but a bird person took credit for it and got the marari mm -hmm. then he wished that all the there was enough water in the town or something and then everything flooded no no i remember that so because it's a monkey's paw it has ironic consequences for your for your wishes birdman went into the palace and wanted to be bird king uh his name i don't remember but he was just like i wish everybody in here turned to, turned to crystal no it wasn't laquatus Laquatus is the merman. Yeah. So um, a merman was chasing bird person, uh, right. who was Lieutenant Kirari, I think. Um, and Lieutenant Kirari ended up turning the whole fortress into crystal. But he was inside, right. so he was also turned to crystal because the Merari takes everything literally. Yeah. So he was like, I want I want everything to be crystal. I want my whole everything I own to be crystal. And he just yeah. turned himself into crystal, uh. the fool. And then somehow the Mirari miraculously ends up back with the arena and a guy named Chainer, I think his name was. Yeah, so it's not in Chainer's possession yet. So it, it He works for the Cabal. Yeah, so the Cabal is like the black organization. The Order is the white organization. Uh, real, real quick, because we did talk about this last episode. Uh, there's five colors in magic. White, blue, black, red, green. Uh, they each have different kind of aspects, whereas white is very orderly. Blue is kind of like intellectual. Black is uh, kind of evil, I guess. Uh, they're trying to move away from that a bit, where it's more just like like death rather metal. than evil. It's pretty metal, yeah. Um, red is kind of like rage or fury, and green is kind of like life. Verdant and green and beautiful. Um, what color is bordering? <laughs> One at a time, boys. Yeah, sorry. Go ahead, Pete. I said, what color would a power metal band be? It would be like black something. It'd be black, just black, yeah. Just power black metal? for sure, yeah, for sure. It's all they're all and they're Kamal all leather is... and chain whips, yeah. Oh. And Cabal is green and black. Cabal is black. Right? Cabal is just Kamal. Black. Kamal, yeah. Uh, so a little one thing you got wrong was he's not a green warrior. Uh, the reason you got that wrong is because I explicitly said that he was last week. But if you had done your homework, you would have realized that I was lying and wrong. <laughs> So I'm gonna have gonna have to deduct some points for that one, James. Unfortunately, uh, better luck next time, dude. You listen uh, to the teacher. It's like you just doing the test. You can just never remember what we talk about on the episodes. Huh? That's crazy. Oh my god, I, this is literally the best I've remembered the episode that was two weeks prior. And yeah, but you got that. Happened. You got that wrong though. So, you know. Yeah. <laughs> That's a uh, scene. Oh, man. That was that was pretty good though. So when when he went after uh, the lieutenant, the bird person, the Avon. And uh, everything got turned to crystal. There was another person, a merfolk, uh, Laquatus, who is ambassador to the mer people, who are like mermaid people, uh, fish people who can transform back and forth between fish and human form or like humanoid form. Uh, yeah. 
he ended up giving it to his uh, dumb lackey, and his dumb lackey brought it back to their emperor. And their Lord emperor was the one. Was. Yeah, their emperor was the one who wished for uh, a world covered in in water, and just ended up like devastating the shoreline and their own economy. And he just kind of got sucked into the Mirari in a terrible way. Sucks. So. After the tsunami destroyed Kamal's home and devastated the lives of those he had come to know as his friends, he returned to his Mirari mania and followed the artifact back to Cabal City, where it ended up at the end of last episode. Uh, It had been restored as a prize in a Bloodsport arena. So Kamal was fighting for the longest time in this tournament. A dragon attacked the city, like Jamie said, and the Mirari was given away to somebody else. Uh, So rather than keeping the fight in the tournament... Uh, Kamal decided to chase after the Mirari, and at the end of it all, he didn't end up getting it, but it just got put back where it started in the beginning, and he's fighting for it again. Turns uh, out you can just win trophies; you don't actually have to steal them from other people. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's gonna try. We'll see if he. We'll no, see if he gets well, there. <laughs> uh, or or maybe nothing. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> maybe somebody else just wins it again. I don't know. Yeah. If you spend more time practicing and less time chasing down the trophy from other people, you'd actually probably win it. Dude. You've got a lot of potential. <laughs> Uh, so where we left him, he was paired up with his friend Chainer, uh, trying to take on all comers for a chance at the ultimate prize, uh, which surely won't bite him if he ever manages to obtain it like it did everyone else, right? This yeah, no. Nah, 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 nah. So Kamal, as I mentioned last time, and as Jamie mentioned, has a sister named Jessica. Uh, she was born in a dwarf tribe. Uh, the head of the tribe is named Balthor Rockfist, or Balthor Fist, sorry. Uh, and she ended up spending most of her time growing up with the dwarves rather than the humans in the tribe. It was kind of a, it was non-segregated. So it was. She it was just likes being tall. Pretty progressive. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> She's just, uh, she likes that feeling of power that, that comes with. Yeah, her. exactly. Uh, she mostly led a peaceful, happy life uh, until her brother left to seek his fortunes in the big evil city. Uh, she spent many nights sitting up worrying about her brother's well-being. Kamal, for his part, was doing all right, at least at first. Uh, he and Chainer formed a successful partnership. Chainer, uh, I mentioned last time, is a, a dementia summoner. So he's... Right. Yeah. He summons demons that he can imagine. Or like his greatest fears he can he can manifest into reality. Uh, you guys shat on him and said he should be able to manifest somebody else's fears. And I said... Uh, I think it, that is probably better to give them a good spook. But I mean, I don't know. It just seems counterproductive, right? What's my biggest weakness? Let's summon that. Yeah. yeah, but you're in control of it now. Oh. Maybe maybe it's like the whole thing is like growth as a person. Maybe he can only summon each fear once because then he's no longer afraid of it. You could control the most powerful single father that the Magic the Gathering <laughs> has ever seen. <laughs> um, so Kamal and Chainer formed a successful partnership that broke the record for the most consecutive wins, but they parted company. Two. With... Yeah, two, two whole bouts. Uh, wow, you didn't die on your second try never heard of that before (laughs) um they ended up parting ways when uh the cabal patriarch so like the leader of the cabal uh insisted that they throw their next match so it turns out like this um like underworldy uh bad color bad color aligned organization has some like shady dealings in the blood sport gambling uh arena where they want people to throw fights Uh, imagine that yeah and our good, good boy Kamal is like, well, I'm not going to throw my fights. I'm going to win on merit alone. Um, it's just like that movie Snatch. Yeah, exactly. It's exactly like Snatch. He's he's yeah. Mickey, and uh, he's a he's a gypsy. Well, he's a barbarian, kind of like a gypsy. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
And uh, the Cabal Patriarch is going to burn down his mom's trailer? I, yeah. I think so. <laughs> he likes right. dogs. Yeah, he does okay. like he, like dogs, as they say in the movie. Dicks. Uh, dogs. Yeah. I think it's pronounced dogs. Okay. But, yeah. I yeah, think that's they, what they I like say. <laughs> <Dicks>. uh, <laughs> Kamal, uh, it seems, has morals and wouldn't be throwing matches, even though a reality-altering artifact of unrealized power was on the line. So What's kinda... with every fictional fictional like boxer or fighter having morals and never wanting to throw a fight? Like, Moral what the scruples. fuck? Yeah. yeah, like how do you how do you go from like boxer to bookie or whatever, some guy who knows the game and then like not still ha- like I guess it's because nobody with morals ever lives long enough to retire because they always get beat yeah. to death by the mob in the locker room. <laughs> yeah. Or yeah. you just wouldn't be a fictional character at that point. You'd just be a real life character if yeah. you're crooked all the way through. Yeah, uh, yeah I guess not so. wrong. <laughs> Um, and like, especially if like, Hey, there's like the prize is something that grants wishes. So it like, it does seem kind of weird that the guy would try and get him to throw the fight. It's like, we can give you something that grants wishes if you win, but I think you should throw the fight and we'll give you some gold or something like, okay, cool, dude. I'll just wish for gold whenever I get it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) I'll wish for there to be no mob. Like, what are you, what are we talking about here? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. The guy, the bookies just says like, oh yeah, that does make a lot of sense. (laughs) <laughs> anyway, I'm going to go and plan something else. Yeah, yeah. don't worry about me. Yeah. Um, so Kamal and Chainer, they they break up the band. Uh, we, we'll call the Cabal Patriarch Yoko because he broke up the band. Um, because <laughs> Kamal is, is too uh, morally... Ins- he has scruples, as they say. Oh, yeah. Uh, they remain well, friends, however, tough though. to get rid of. Yeah, scruples. <laughs> it's like a whole antibiotic treatment, and you gotta get like yeah. a cream, and yeah, it's a it's a big you have mess. To throw a fight, and once in the morning with food, throw a fight at the end of the day again with food. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's it. Essential oils. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you gotta essential oil before every fight. <laughs> so uh, they stay friends, Kamal and Chainer, uh, and Chainer eventually asks Kamal to accompany him on a sacred ritual to increase his own power. And Kamal agrees, which again I think is weird. It's like you're competing for a thing that grants wishes. Like, like I get he's your friend, but like now you've broken up the team and you're both still competing in the t- same tournament for the same prize, which grants wishes. And he's like, I have this ritual thing that I want to go do that'll make me stronger, but I'm too weak to do it myself. Will you come help me? And he's just like, Yeah, sure, dude. Like, yeah. maybe they've seen the ironic tragedy that has befallen other people holding the Mirari, and they still want it, but they're just like, yeah, but let's be a little bit more responsible. Cautiously optimistic. So uh, they have yeah, exactly. they have seen the like firsthand pretty much the uh, the horrible devastation that the um, the Mirari can cause, and uh, like Chainer in particular was the one who recovered it from the Mur Empire and brought it back to Cabal for to, to Cabal City for the tournament, uh, whereas. Uh, Kamal saw the the bird person turn to stone or turn to crystal. So they're definitely aware of the stakes here. And yeah. let's keep in mind, one of them's power is to summon uh, horrors from his own mind at will. Hmm? This seems like a good oh. guy to have this power, I feel like. Where are they going? Uh, they're so, going on a, a quest to go to get more power. And you're saying fears are going to be really useful. Where are they going? Am I saying fears are going to be really useful? I'm just saying keep it in mind that uh, this artifact, which corrupts everybody's mind and warps them into to people with like crazy ambitions, which end up consuming them in the end, it, there's a guy whose whole shtick is thinking up horrific demons and and willing them into existence. Who's going for it? Oh, so th- right. so this guy's power isn't like Yu-Gi-Oh, where after a fight the monster goes away, he like creates a a new demon. 
like he he summons real demons, but he just like he doesn't have to pull them from like the the like the plane of chaos or whatever. He can just summon Shadow demons realm. from his imagination. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, anything and they, he they thinks of around and they can fight anybody. Yeah, they they gotta be. Uh, they have to be dealt with one way or the other. Right. Okay. I think he okay. can. I think dementia summoners can typically banish them. Like you can typically let go of your own summons so and i have I, we have talked about this before on, on past episodes but like in magic the gathering you are a summoner and yeah. when you like play a creature card in the card game magic the gathering um you are essentially summoning that creature from like another plane because there's it's a multiverse there's all these different planes you're pulling it from its plane to your plane to fight for you right okay so the plane his plane is kind of like a personal plane that is his imagination I and then every like demon ball. he summons, he takes down to the river, promises that they can play yeah. with the rabbits, and yeah. shoots him in the back of the head. Yeah. <laughs> uh, essentially. Oh, crap. I've been on data this whole time. Uh-oh. Oh, that might help. Uh, I hope I don't cut for a sec. I hope I don't cut out for a sec. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, we'll... Oh, fuck. Oh, he's back. Am I back? You're back, yeah. All right. You're okay, back. cool. Um, so... The ritual begins. Kamala is going to help Chainer. Uh, it begins with them tracking and catching new creatures for Chainer to summon in battle. So they're they're going out. They're finding horrific beasts, and Are they're letting this. No, they, put it back. They're letting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How about this rabbit? No, I kind of like it. How about this tiger? Ooh, kind of spooky. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, that, that's a good one. That's a good one. Let's kill that one. Uh, the big, but not that big. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. I don't know. I'm I mean, just, you're riding it. Yeah, I'm just not grossed out by spiders. What can I say? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so Kamal, for his part, feels a great deal of guilt. The random slaughter of animals just to feed the pits goes against what he had come to believe. Killing people was fine, but animals? Come on. Cute but little, a lot of people feel that way. Cute little kitties? Capybaras? Giant spiders? Giant spiders? Giant friendly spiders. I assume they yeah. killed a couple friendly spiders. Not every spider's mean. That's um, true. That's, that's a broad stroke. So the like, one in Harry Potter was cool, I think. Oh, no, it uh, wasn't. Sure. No, none of the spiders in Harry Potter were very cool, I don't think. He, he was like, didn't try to kill them immediately, but then he had like 100,000 children that wanted to eat wizards. Yeah, well, that's right. it. He, he specifically lured them into his quote-unquote web. In order to to sick uh, his oh, young yeah. on them, I think. Right. Yeah. This is the Harry Potter episode. Surprise, motherfuckers! Ha ha! <laughs> um, we did it. <laughs> yeah. Well, you can't blame a snake for having the nature of a snake, right? That is true. Some, that is true. Someone but, said that. One. But snakes aren't spiders, so I don't understand the parable. But uh, <laughs> not really related at all in any way. Um, but I think uh, spiders are mammals. They have hair, right? So probably. Yep. Probably and, animals. And milk. Or and milk. Silk, and ears. Sure. Also a brand that you put in your coffee. Yeah. Yeah, they produce they almond ears. milk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, so uh, Kamal's kind of having all these problems. Uh, Chainer ends up ending the ritual like right before uh, Kamal is like, well, I'm going to leave you behind. So they're like on their way back to Cabal City. After, Does he have enough scary shit now? He's got all the scary shit. He's got a scary quiver full of scary arrows. Uh, okay. Scarrows. Scarrows. Yeah. <laughs> <Hey! laughs> uh, I'm leaving. Guys. That's Jamie actually. <laughs> Jamie actually said that first, but uh, because of the the satellite delay, I got it in first. So <laughs> thank you. I actually waited. 
I waited on you to actually say it at the same time as you, and I thought I did for my end. Oh, yeah. There we go. <laughs> okay. Awesome. I'll try and hit a little early. Yeah, we got to get used to it. Yeah, right? that's yeah. it. We're, we're still figuring out the ping, everybody. So. <laughs> no, bear with us Internet's through this trying time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I speak into an electric cable, and it goes to my friend's head. Um, it comes out of an electric cable wrapped around my head. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> little coils. Oh, no. So as they're returning to Cabal City, they find that it was under attack by the Order. The white aligned, the faction uh, is basically attacking the black faction. Uh, probably there's a little bit of blame for the massive tidal wave that like devastated the coast and you know like the entire section of country that was turned to crystal, including all the people in it. Uh, Details. Yeah. Uh, you know, so these like goody two shoes white boys are like, you can't go around doing that. Uh, meanwhile, you know the cabal. We want to see all the trophies for the blood sport. Yeah, that's it. They, Even the that one like, under the blanket. Yeah, Cabal's <laughs> like, anything, anything is worth it for one more death in the arena. Uh, <laughs> so they're under attack by the Order. Chainer and Kamal both enter the battle, but Kamal was badly injured by an Order Justicar. He's knocked unconscious. Oh, now, sure. uh, if you guys were listening to our last episode, this might sound very familiar. Instead of a green dragon, it's a white Order attacking. Kamal regains consciousness. He finds himself in a cabal hospital with snakeskin grafted over his wounds, skin that Chainer had created for him using the Mirari. So, mm, our did boy... he wish? Yeah, essentially. He was gonna die. It's and not like his friend saved him. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's kind of what's applied, or just like he grafted the skin onto him. It's it's unclear if he was gonna die for a reason. I'll get to in a, a little bit, but um. Basically, Chainer, for his efforts in the defense of Cabal City, similar to the Lieutenant in the uh, last episode, has been awarded the Mirari, uh, and Ch- and uh, Kamal wakes up too late to get his hands on it. But he's got snakeskin now. His, I have theories. His friend had won and used its power to graft the snakeskin onto him, a process which horrified Kamal as it went went against his barbarian principles. Uh, only leather, no, no reptile skin. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, only <laughs> only mammal skin, like spider skin. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure that that's a skinnable creature in World of Warcraft or spiders. Yeah, you can shell. Can't is it? I, it might be. Yeah. Oh no! I, I know you can get like crushed ichor from them. I'm not sure. Anyways, yeah, they're chitinous. I've never so done can, skinning. Yeah. Uh, where you, the theories that you mentioned all pertaining to uh, World of Warcraft leatherworking skill, or no something no, more so relevant. So one is that he one that he tried <laughs> to save him, and uh, like another one that this was like on purpose by by Chainer because Chainer wants to be a better warrior, right? In the end, and maybe it was his greatest fear uh, to go against his warrior ways, so he wished that upon him for some reason or another so it's unclear um as far as we can tell chainer just wanted to save his friend and you know potentially make him stronger uh he didn't realize again kamal with his friggin scruples is like hey crafting the skin of an evil creature onto me is kind of like not cool without my consent dude uh, what about the hook hand? No, that I like. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that I really like. I didn't even lose my hand in that fight. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so, in order to cleanse himself of the additions, Kamal burns off the skin, leaves the hospital, and holes up in a cheap hostel to heal naturally. 
So what? Yeah, it's just like fuck That's you. That's hardcore. It's like fuck you, oh, Chainer. Fuck. You saved my life. Uh, you know, you defended the city, but I don't like that you did this to my body without my consent. I'm gonna burn it off yeah. and just go. You know, heal heal naturally for a couple months. And I'm gonna sue the hospital for false imprisonment. Yeah. <laughs> so the rest of this episode is about that lawsuit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, the case of Kamal v. Cabal City. Uh, yeah. Cabal City General. Yeah, yeah. Um, it does turn out KBG. KBG. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, CB, CBG. Yeah. Oh. CBD. What? Yeah. Are they smoking weed uh. in Cabal City? <laughs> Uh, you know they're big THC <laughs> fan. The the dementia summoner is definitely a big THC fan, not a less so on the CBD. Dude, that boy came from a green land, didn't he? Oh no, he didn't. I was wrong about that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He was more mountain aspect. But um, you know, you're pretty wrong pretty often on this show, so nothing either. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, so kind of like I had, I had alluded to earlier. It turns out that a powerful artifact which can grant the user his wildest fantasies is a dangerous thing in the hands of someone who literally summons teams from his own fantasies to defeat his enemies. Um, Kamal was conf- yep. was forced to confront his old friend when the curse of the Mirari drove Chainer into madness, causing him to summon a vast horde of dementia horrors. So, uh, be careful what you wish That's for. Yeah. Is is the theme of the monkey's ball. Also the theme of the Mirari, it seems like. Uh, and it seems like somebody who, who already wishes into existence horrible creatures, horrible demons, uh, is you know a, a, a bad person to be holding this artifact. So Kamal was unwilling to kill Chainer at first, and instead tried to talk him out of his insanity before it was too late. Tragically, Kamal was unsuccessful, as the power of the Marari overcame the Dementia Summoner and warped his body into a hide- hideous mass of Dementia Beasts. So, oh, cool. So he's like a big wad of monsters that he imagined. Yeah. Become his own worst fear. Yeah, you guys know uh, Katamari Damachi? Yeah. Yeah, so... Oh, I love that band. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's, a, it's a game where you play a little Japanese uh, thing, entity, and you just roll up the world. Uh, you play a prince, I think, actually. Uh, yeah, it's Prince of All Cosmos. Yeah, exactly. And it, That game does scale really well. Like, you really start, like, at the cracks of the sidewalk, and yeah. then by the end, you're big enough to roll up buildings. And yeah. It all feels gradual, and it honestly a really cool game. You guys should check it out if you haven't. Yeah, uh, check it out. Uh, look at the ball that Mr. Damachi is rolling up, and uh, uh, imagine that it's, like, horribly misshaped demons and humans with like extra limbs and like mouths growing out of their necks and like you know just teeth sprouting from everywhere uh and all of it's those like just thing, rolled into basically. one big ball uh, i haven't seen it but yes it's really? just like the, the thing okay uh the thing in katamari damachi yeah it's a thing it's just like the thing in katamari damachi if the thing in katamari damachi was actually you know lifeless corpses rolled into one thing and then reanimated with like weird mutations Right, and Kurt Russell was rolling the ball the whole time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, so, yeah, I guess you could say that there's uh, big trouble in Little Cabal City. Um, okay. I just was trying to say that, but I was trying to let you finish, too. <laughs> you should have said it at the same time as me. I thought that's what we were doing. I'm like, oh, look, no. I'm looking at you on screen here, and I, I'm like, you know, oh, he's going to say it at the same time as me, but yeah. the satellite delay. Sorry, folks at home. We'll, uh, we'll figure this out. Yeah, it just takes a little practice, right? I'm just getting used to still when to jump in and stuff. It took me long enough whenever we were in front of each other, right? I don't know when to talk to these guys. Yeah, no. Why would you Why would yeah. you want to? Only no. when you have to. Yeah, exactly. 
Uh, as Chainer dies, he gives to so uh, Kamal ends up defeating the horrible, uh, the horrible monster, demon monster, beast thing. Uh, Is he Chainer... inside the meat wad? Did he have a last conversation with him? Or no, no, not really. Just like oh, okay. he turns into this horrible thing, gets slain, then kind of transforms back into himself or becomes lucid enough as the meat monster uh, to 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 give Kamal the Mirari. Okay, Kamal. Our boy has finally... It took, what, uh, an hour and a half, but Kamal finally has the Mirari. Um, he attaches it to the pommel of his sword with the intention uh, of keeping the dangerous artifact in safe hands. He's like, hey, I have it. It's part of my sword. I'm better than everybody else. My best friend, who is, you know, almost as strong as me uh, in many ways, who I respect in a lot of ways, I'm much better than him, and I'll be fine with this thing. It won't be a problem. Uh, so now that he has this thing that that everybody who's touched it that he knows of so far has gone completely mad, caused massive damage to their immediate surroundings, and put a lot of people's lives at risk, uh, he takes this and he decides, I'm going to go home where like all my loved ones are. Meanwhile, he's all patchy from where he's burnt himself, yeah. like all the snakes skin <laughs> off of him. But he's carrying this mangled sword back home. Yeah. Like, Jesus fucking Christ. Covered, covered in the blood of his best day. friend. Like, yeah. Uh, like I gotta go back to where meat. my loved ones are, though. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> if I'm gonna if, if I'm gonna have a catastrophe, it's gotta be personal. Yeah, that's it. I'm gonna want my family around <laughs> if I'm gonna go on a horrible killing spree. Uh, I'm not gonna oh, miss these homeless people. Yeah. <laughs> Kamal returns to his old home in the Pardic Mountains, where he was reunited with Jessica and Balthor. Uh, initially, he was content simply to return home covered in, uh, covered in glory, but inevitably the artifact... Yeah. Inevitably... Is that what you call it? Covered in glory? Yeah. That's what yeah, I call my Friday nights. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but inevitably the artifact, which managed to warp the minds of everyone who tried to control it, managed to warp even Kamal's mind. I don't know. I think I really feel like I buried the lead and made it seem like he was going to be fine at the end of all this. Uh, but yeah, it does warp his mind too. Oh yeah, no, I wasn't expecting that at all. Well, I don't know. Yeah. I think I wove quite the narrative that that probably this is the Shyamalan twist for all the listeners at home. <laughs> we weren't expecting. We always have one Shyamalan twist in every episode. Yeah, Dude, the lesson yeah, of the well, monkey's paw. <laughs> you're quite, quite the mammal to weave that web. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> With my milk, yeah, no, a milk web. I, I love the, the the moral of the monkey's paw was always be careful what you wish for. Unless you're just good enough, then wish for whatever the fuck you yeah, want. Yeah, that's it. Uh, unless yeah. you're just good enough and surrounded by your loved ones. Yeah, all those other people needed was support. That's, that would have prevented Birdman from turning to Crystal if he yeah. had his, bir his bird friends and bird wife with him. Yeah. <laughs> I have a question. Did uh, Jessica, has she popped as a planeswalker yet? Yes, at this point she has. She's, okay, so she's a planeswalker. Yeah, she's done her thing, so he gets, he goes back. She's, uh, uh, actually, I'm not sure. Uh, it wasn't... She's shuffling her deck. wasn't specified. Let's say Loreboy's canon, she wasn't. And we'll get to what did it. Um, cool. So he becomes uh, increasingly aggressive and unpredictable, even for a barbarian, because Wizards of the Coast barbarians like to rage and be unpredictable. Uh, and he attempts to take control of all the tribes under his dictatorship. So, like, the tribe that he returns to wasn't even his tribe. He wasn't, like, you know, head of the tribe. His father wasn't head of the tribe. His good, good friend Balthor was head of the tribe. And he's like, I'm going to take the your dwarf tribe. Guy, right? Yeah. And he's like, I'm going to take your tribe. I'm going to take their tribe. I'm going to take everybody's tribe. I'm going to unite them under me because I have the Mirari and I am better than everybody and I should be in charge. 
Jaskin and Balthor try to reason with Kamal, but were forced to oppose him as the barbarians divide into factions and ready for war. So they try and reason with him. They're like, you know, ever since you came back with that, uh, that artifact that you talk to in the middle of the night when you think nobody's listening, uh, you've been so different. You know what I mean? I don't know what it is about you, <laughs> but something just seems so, so off. You told me that story about your best friend who conjured horrors, and now you're just different. Yeah, and how, how you had to kill him to get this thing. You told me the story <laughs> about how the last person the last person you had, it turned into horrors. The person before him wiped out half the continent in that massive tidal wave, which didn't hit us, because thankfully we're in the mountains. Uh, and the person before him who turned uh, everything he everything around him into crystal, but like, there's something off himself. about you. I can't put my finger yeah. on it. <laughs> Came home in a leather jacket covered in burn scars everywhere. <laughs> yeah, that's a sword hilt. Like, you, you don't just yeah. shut it off. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so I guess Kamala is just Rambo at this point. I guess if Rambo had a monkey's paw, that's how that movie would have ended, but he didn't. Instead of PTSD. Yeah, he had PTSD. Yeah. Sweet. Okay. Just like, they drew first blood, right? So Yeah, exactly. The Murari yeah, drew first cool. blood. Yeah. Uh, That's when he breaks into the police station to kill the Marari. I, I haven't seen Rambo. Yeah. <laughs> it's good. It's a, it's a, it's a, Rambo First Blood Part 1 is a very good movie. Uh, the rest, he, the rest he has of like okay. 18 lines. He has like 18 lines and 16 of them are they drew First Blood. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, he, there's not a ton of dialogue from your boy Sylvester Stallone, uh, uh, which is maybe to the movie's credit, right? I'd say so. Uh, especially early Stallone because he was still figuring out a lot of stuff. Adrian! Yeah, um, figuring out how to speak. Yeah, exactly. Never quite got that one down, though. Um, <laughs> Kamal supporters. Uh, so uh, the people who are pro-PTSD in this analogy, I guess, uh, and his op- opposition, so the people who are anti-PTSD. Uh, the, Jamie, so there's the, Jamie Marari, where, the people who like the Marari and the people who don't. Jamie, where do you I fall I don't know if I want to go down this path. Are I, you I pro-PTSD like or anti-PTSD, James? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> There's no way to handle that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think it's pretty cut and dry, right? You're either for or against PTSD. I mean, I, I'm against people having it. Wow, so you I think also... people who have PTSD are wrong. Okay, that's a bold statement. No, I just all... You didn't let me finish. <laughs> But I also think it's super valid, and when people have it, that they should be treated. But at the same time, if nobody had it, it would be a better thing, I think. Yeah. I don't know. What I, good has come out of PTSD? Probably something. Yeah, I think... Maybe some piece of art? I'm going to say, yeah. I think everybody should just uh, be happy all the time. Even, if, even when they're not happy, you should be happy, you know? And uh, fragment off and then uh, fight over one thing, right? Yeah, exactly. And then fight over uh, whether or not this one guy who's trying to unite all the ni- nations of the world under his banner uh, fight him or don't fight him you know whatever makes you happy I guess Boom. mental health boys yeah <laughs> um, so Kamal supporters in the opposition meet in a dramatic battle uh, Jessica and Balthor on the opposing side and Kamal and his his lackeys, I guess, at this point, on his side. Uh, it ends with Kamal viciously impaling Jessica with his Murari sword, leaving her barely alive, but with an incurable burning chest wound that gradually eats away at her. Cool. So I'm going to say, Loreboy's canon, this is when her uh, Planeswalker spark ignites. So I guess, like, in an effort to keep herself alive, she uh, she pops the popcorn kernel, as Jamie said. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's what I thought was going to happen, that he was going to trigger it, because why go into this with his whole story? But I guess he's going to be a bad guy, too. Uh, so that sucks. She should throw some snakeskin on it 
and it'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Slaps with snake skin on that bad boy. And, like, Kamal has the power to do it, and, like, he loves his sister, and, like, he wants to save her, yeah. but he's like, it goes against my barbarian principles, though, sis. Mm. Look, sis, this kind of happened to me. I got saved this way, mm. and then I just had to, like, peel off the Band-Aid and put my own Band-Aid on, and I think, like, morally, it was fine, but I don't think you can do that. I'd, it would be, like, She's... be unethical. Is she a fire planeswalker, or is she the red type? She's uh, blue, eventually, I believe. Okay. I thought she might have, like, fire be her power. Oh, no, she, she just... She is she is red, yeah. Okay. So, so Jessica's card is a two colorless, two red. She has first strike and haste. And you can tap her to deal one damage to target creature or player. Oh, damn. She's a three can haste attack face and creatures, or only creatures? Face and creatures. It, well, so you don't attack okay. creatures in, in magic. You only attack face. And then the mm. the other player can block. Oh, so the other okay. player can choose to block. Uh, and haste means you can attack right as you play the card. You don't have to wait a full turn to get into the attack phase, right? Yeah, so haste means that you can tap as the turn that it comes into play. Uh, so she okay. has a tap ability. So you can put it into play, tap, and deal one damage to a creature, which mm. uh, is can be like really helpful. So like how magic works, let's say... Uh, you play Jessica. Uh, she's on the battlefield, and then you you pass priority. You don't attack. You go to the opponent's turn. The opponent wants to attack, but you have a blocker uh, that deals two damage, and you have Jessica, which can deal one damage to basically anything on the battlefield. So if they have like three health, it can be super helpful. Yeah. You can clean that up. Okay, man, we should play some time. Magic sounds like fun. Uh, we could totally play sometime if you'd like. Uh, for anybody who wants to watch James and I play Magic the Gathering online, uh, tweet at us. T- let us know. At oh, yeah, Lord, that's at true, actually. Um, so, Kamal stabs Jessica. Jessica gets her spark. Uh, Kamal is shocked by this. Uh, shocked into rational thought, almost. I didn't think this would be traumatizing enough to ignite her Planeswalker spark. Yeah. All I did was stab her with my evil sword. Yeah. Um, my own sister. Yeah. Wow, Stab- stabbing your sister uh, through the through the chest with a magical evil sword that has taken over your brain really gives you some perspective. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> For anybody out there uh, lost in life, consider it. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Make sure you get the right ma- uh, magic evil sword first, though. You don't you don't want to do with any just evil sword. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or pro- her soul will get sucked into it or something. Probably check that she does have a latent spark in there as well. Mm. Yeah, make sure she was bullied in school or something like that. Yeah, right? that's, that's how Jace popped. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, yeah. Uh, start bullying her now, honestly, and then just stab her in five years to see what happens. <laughs> it's an investment. So yeah, it's the long con. <laughs> uh, Kamal comes out of this uh, this bender. I guess he's been on uh, when he stabs uh, Jessica. And he's kind of like, oh my god, it wasn't me. It was the Marari all along. Doing um, whippets out of the out of the Marari. Yeah. <laughs> just got an aerosol can on the bottom of his sword. Like, <laughs> 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 I'm gonna unite the tribes. Oh fuck! I got all the cat out of my computer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so he's he wakes up. He's like, it was the Marari all along, and he resolves. Uh, you know what? Now I am gonna do that thing that I said that I would do, and just get rid of this because this is no good. This is this is bad news bears. Uh, Kamal feels a calling from the Croson Forest. So uh, Krosa the was dragon. the Croson dragon that came, the green-aspected dragon. So Kamal, like I said, like Jessica, they're from the mountains, so they're red-aspected because it's, it's mountains. Uh, black, the black aspect is swamps, uh, 
So Kamal was in a swamp city, but he's a mountain boy at heart. And now he feels the forest city or the forest area calling to him. He's like the littlest hobo. He's just all over the place. Yeah, exactly. Uh, he decides to travel there to hopefully both heal Jessica and get rid of the Mirari. He was ac- accompanied by a concerned Balthor. And on his tail is an old rival, Laquatus. So, oh. oh, the merman, he's back. The merman ambassador, oh not the mer empire, but the merman right. ambassador who originally got the Mirari from the Avon, who turned everything to crystal, uh, and then gave it to his lackey, and his lackey lost it, and accidentally like dropped it into a mailbox, and it was already addressed to the empire uh, of Mer. And it just <laughs> went straight to the emperor. If you just, so, little known fact, if you address something to a country, it goes to the leader of that country. So you you can just mail what? anything. Yeah, if you can just mail something to Canada and it'll go to Justin Trudeau, or you can mail something oh, to, cool. to the United States and it'll go to that Donald Trump. That sounds so impractical. That's Why completely made up. That? That's completely made That's... up, Jamie. Oh my god. <laughs> this is god. not a real thing. It's <laughs> obviously not. <laughs> <laughs> you had me, dude. <laughs> never trust the teacher. Never yeah, yeah, trust the yeah. yeah. It does sound like a law from like 1660. Yeah. yeah. Like anything you may address to the keep will go to the king. And yeah, yeah. Because if we don't live in castles anymore. Nobody took it off the books, so it's still technically legal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> illegal to tie a skunk to a fire hydrant or whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's 100% what I thought. Like, it was just an old thing that never got fixed. <laughs> like, if you put a passport in the mail, it'll go to the person who owns the passport. Uh-huh. If you put something to a country, why not the person who owns the country? And that our leaders own Because I own a passport. <laughs> Actually, no, doesn't the government of Canada own my passport? Doesn't, isn't that how Frick. it works? That's, so we so all own a tiny piece of it because we elect those people. So we all own a little bit of your passport. I own one thirty-eight millionth of my passport. Is that what you're saying? Exactly. Okay, yeah. I got gotcha. you. <laughs> what is that, like 2%? That's not very much. <laughs> how many bits is that? Uh, yeah, how many, JB, how many, how many Mexican pesos is that? That's 90. Okay, That's 90. 90 again? Okay, so it's the same as three Canadian dollars. I got gotcha. you. Uh, yeah, that makes sense, actually. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, or one three hundred sixty millionth of a passport. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Um, so they're uh, Balthor and uh, Kamal go to Krosa to try and save Jessica. Uh, they're pursued by Laquatus. Peter. Yeah, I was gonna say. So now that he, so he stabbed his sister through the chest, and he's just like, okay, wait a second, I'm cured. The dwarf who raised her was just like, I trust you. Let's go save her. Yeah. All right. Maybe it's like, I'm going to keep an eye on you, but I don't think I could kill you if I tried. Like, right, yeah. I'm going to be here to make sure you don't go crazy again if I I'm can. I'm going to die so fucking loud, you'll never get away with this. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I'll scream. I, I could scream <laughs> real loud. Um, <laughs> but bones in my little body. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, the, my legs are so short to make more room for my lungs. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Balthor... Laquatus is chasing them. Balthor would die at the edge of the Crosen Forest, sacrificing himself to buy Kamal more time to find somewhere to heal Jessica. Or Jessica, okay. sorry. So Laquatus is pursuing them. There's a battle. Laquatus is in league with someone named Braids, who I will get into in a bit, who is a Cabal sorcerer. So Braids was kind of sent after Laquatus when he originally got the Mirari. Um, and she's been also hunting it down for the Cabal ever since. Uh, but they meet in this forest, they realize Kamal has it, and they kind of form like a temporary pact, uh, and Balthor sacrifices himself to uh, buy Kamal more time, 
while he fights like Cabal's the Cabal forces and uh, Laquatus's forces uh, as they're chasing him. Kamal was this thing's wily. People just chase it around in circles forever. Yeah, it seems to it like leaves a lot of death in its wake. It seems like. Well, that too. Yeah, which is like, why wouldn't you want it, right? Uh, <laughs> yeah, it grants wishes. Yeah, it does grant wishes. Leaves a trail of destruction in your path. Uh, it's like money. <laughs> it's just just yeah. like oh wow, it's a metaphor for money. <laughs> but how much money? How many pesos, James? Uh, <laughs> Ninety. How many? How many minutes to stab my sister? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's it. Uh, Is that the title? Yeah. The, <laughs> The new, the new Lore Boys pa- sure. Patreon uh, tier is uh, $1,000 per month, and I will stab my sister every month uh, yes. for each each uh, patron at that, that tier. Yeah, exactly. You don't have one. I, I, Jamie, Jamie, Jamie. I have a sister. We're, try- a sister. We're, tr- we're trying to reel in the rubes here. Come on. <laughs> no, man. Uh, I, if, if I've learned anything, if we go after the money or the Mirari, it's just going to hurt us. Oh, uh, that's we true. Should. That's true. Yeah. yeah. I, I, will we my sister be okay, though? <laughs> uh, Kamal ends up not alone. He runs into another old friend, uh, a centaur druid named Seton, or Seton. I'm not sure how to pronounce it. Uh, he guides Kamal into the heart of the forest. So Does he turn into other half-man, half-animals as a druid? As a druid, yeah. He, it, well, other other races. So he can turn into like half-elf, half-walrus. He can turn okay. into uh, half-dwarf, <laughs> half half-flatworm, uh, you know? Um, half-dwarf, half-giraffe. The little tiny yeah. like, little, head, little head and shoulders up there. Yeah. yeah. Um, half-spider, half-cow. Yeah, exactly. That's all Both a cow, men. really. Yeah, yeah. exactly. But then you get two kinds of milk out of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what? Do you want your milk with or without string? Yeah, yeah. No, no. <laughs> yeah t- if you're vegan, take it out of the spinnerets. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so milk without pulp, please. Yeah. yeah. Oh god. <laughs> oh my god, pulpy milk. Um, <laughs> so, uh, Seton guides him to the heart of the forest, and says, "Like, hey." You need to do. You got to sit down, dude. You've had a rough couple years. Like you need to reflect. You need to look back on your life and say, like, how did you get here, and how do you stop yourself from ending up here again? I'll watch Jessica. I'll nurse her back to life. We'll go down the old town road. Yeah, exactly. Something like that. Uh, Kamal spends much time contemplating what he had learned and gradually renounces his old ways. His meditations, however, were interrupted by Laquatus, who had come to finally claim the Mirari for himself. Their showdown was further complicated by the reappearance of Balthor, who had been zombified by the Cabal Wizard Braids and sent to take revenge on the merfolk responsible for his death. So, Braids, after after uh, Balthor sacrificed himself, holding everybody off, Braids sneaks in, the, the Cabal Wizard who I had mentioned. And she creates a revenant, basically. And she resummons him to go fight Laquatus, because Laquatus didn't hold up uh, part of his end of the bargain uh, in defeating... Uh, defeating Kamal to get the Mirari. Laquatus, however, is able to take mental control over Balthor and instead forces the Undead Dwarf to battle his former pupil. So Balthor trained Kamal when they were young. Uh, Balthor begged Kamal to end his torment, and so Kamal was forced to strike down his old mentor. Ugh. Jessica, during this, had been left with Seton, or Seton, like I'd said. Uh, but the centaur failed to protect her, and she was captured by Braids brought her back to the Cabal Patriarch. So Braids is like, I'm not strong enough to get the Mirari, but I'm strong enough to get uh, to get 
the Marari stabbed wield- girl, the stabbed girl, the Marari wielder's sister. Uh, and it's like really unclear what the cabal's going for here because uh, they get back. Uh, he takes her. She takes her to the uh, cabal patriarch, who's like the leader of the cabal. And the cabal patriarch um, is like King Midas. If instead of gold, Midas's touch turned everything to necrotizing flesh. Ew. <laughs> so it's like almost almost as deadly, but like a whole lot smellier. It's just um, a plague. Yeah. Yeah. It's leprosy. Yeah, so like not... He's a leper, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, not as instant as turning someone's lungs to gold, but like just grosser, I guess. Um, He's with the little nub fingers wrapped with bandages. He's just like, yeah, let me hold her. Yeah. Uh, So so they they get Jessica, and they're, I think, ultimately still trying to get the Mirari. But the Cabal Patriarch is like, I'm going to touch her. Obviously, I'm going to touch her, right? I don't Um, like where this is going. So, this is the the other point where I would say non-Lore Boy's canon, but I think this might be her Planeswalker Spark kicking off. The flesh-eating disease? Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> the Patriarch attempts to use his touch on Jessica. However, the combination of this killing touch, her Planeswalker Spark, and the intervention of Kuber, a black wizard worshipped as a god by the Cabal, she was instead changed. So, there was an old wizard who's gone from the world but still worshipped as a god, so he kind of still has some like latent powers, uh, who interve- intervenes whenever the Cabal Patriarch, who worships Kuber, uh, touches Jessica. The, yeah. the Patriarch's attempts to destroy Jessica instead give birth to Phage the Untouchable. Okay, yes. So we talked about Phage oh. on the last episode. She's the card yeah. that like if you can deal damage to the other player, they lose the game. Or like any player that, that takes damage from, uh, from Phage loses the game. Right. Uh, also, or if she goes to the graveyard, which you can just manipulate it to get it in the opponent's hand and then put it into the graveyard or something like that. Yeah. So, like, it also has card text that says like if you uh, cheat the card out. So if you have something that says like search your deck, there are cards which are like search your deck for a card, put it onto the battlefield. But she has she has a clause in her uh, in her text that says if you, if when this enters the battlefield, if it entered from any any zone other than your hand, you you lose the game. So you can't right. cheat her out. But if you could get her from your graveyard to the opponent's battlefield or something like that, then they would lose the game like that as well. Okay. So it's kind of like a fun, quirky mechanics card. Uh, but the character itself is the indestructible. Uh, very, very strong. Jessica was cursed so that anything she touched would rot, just like uh, the Cabal Patriarchs. Uh, and because of this, the only fabric that she could touch was silk, and she could t- only touch inorganic items like stone and steel. So okay. she wore the mm. finest the finest silks. That's what I told my uh, office, too, for whenever they're booking my Airbnb. Uh, only Just, silk. Uh, only silk. Yeah. I can't touch it. I'm cursed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah. So, so, uh, uh, silk from the finest uh, mammalian silkworms, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, I-, I wanted to give a quick... Uh, tidbit about the word phage here because uh, it's, it's also like a poisonous weapon in Warframe okay. and it's short for bacteriophage uh, which is um, a, ba- a rep- uh, excuse me, a virus that infects and replicates within bacteria and archaea. So so phage, the root phage is uh, Greek actually so you should know this yeah. Peter, you're fucking up uh, it's eat or, speak Greek. or eater so she's like, uh, she's like she's one who consumes Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I have heard that before. Yeah, 
<laughs> when Peter eats too fast at the dinner table, his grandma tells him that. Yeah. You yeah. phage. She calls me phage the untouchable. You, you yeah. fat phage the untouchable. Uh, <laughs> Greek grandparents are very mean. Uh, I've never had one. And love magic. But they love Magic the Gathering, and they're very mean. Yes. Uh, what else do you do mm-hmm. on all those boats? Other than play card games, right? And chase your grandkids with and, a wooden spoon. And eat tzatziki. Yeah. Um, I can get with by your beaten spoon. <laughs> so, Phage, this kind of like zom- zombie-esque, zombie-adjacent uh, Jessica, uh, fights loyally for the Patriarch, and due to the unique nature of the relationship, ends up bearing him a child. This child turns out... Uh, to be the reincarnation of Kuber. So that god, who I said was kind of like gone from this world, oh, he's back. He's the daughter of Phage and the Cabal Patriarch. Uh, so that kind of seems like why uh, he intervened in the first place. And was like, this woman is going to be my mother. You know what I mean? She's a comely lass of virtue, true. And yeah. he was just like, yeah. It's, it's love at first sight, but it's the love between a mother and a son. The son who's right. a god. So it's, he saw an open window across the room, and he was just like, I'm diving out headfirst, boys. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like a baby bird just imprinted on a something else. Yeah, exactly. On a spider. <laughs> on a spider, yeah, <laughs> a spider. yeah exactly. Yeah. Uh, so he, a god, closed a window, or closed a door and opened a window and jumped through that window. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Uh, so uh, Phage oh, fights... Lots of metaphors. <laughs> Phage fight, fights loyally <laughs> for him. Yeah, I'm, I'm really good at combining metaphors, and people actually really love that. They tell me that all the time. They're like, I love the way that you combine <laughs> oh. metaphors in really stupid ways. Oh yeah, yeah. People tell me that. What's that combine? Is there a word for combine metaphor? Uh, combine a four. Um, so phage. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's just keep going. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> no, no, that sounds right. Uh, uh, I'm not gonna look it up. The art of combining metaphors is common aphorics. Uh, phage fights in the Cabal's glad- gladiator pits, just like her brother. Uh, although he never had to turn into a zombie person to do it to find the to want to do it uh but she ends up fighting in the cabal's gladiator pits and since she only needs to touch her opponents uh to kill them she's pretty good she's pretty, pretty good at she's it, pretty yeah. pretty good uh she fights and she wins and she fights some more a hip young mom slitting throats in the blood pits uh while doing this phage... i like that i want i want that on a t-shirt <laughs> hip young mom uh, slitting throats in the blood pits that's uh, i was get... imagining her when she's choosing her weapon like you've got like the wall of medieval weapons yes. and, and for her she's it's just like she she grabs like a pair of those knit smoking gloves that you have yeah like, the, the fingerless yeah. gloves yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah i was thinking that they have to choose like uh, their weapon like a duel or whatever every time just barehanded combat for her it yeah. just lays in the middle uh, come touch me so maybe yeah. keep an eye on the lore boys patreon <laughs> And maybe we'll have a, a t-shirt tier at one point where Peter will, will do a, you. an art of phage and it'll, it'll have that slogan on it. Uh, one day. Keep, keep, keep an eye on it, honestly, yeah. yeah. So uh, while doing this, uh, phage doesn't realize she was afflicted. Uh, she, she, it seems, has worms. Each time phage kills someone, she uh, basically births a death worm inside her. Worm spelled W-U-R-M. Okay. So, so they're like hundreds of meters long and they're like covered in armor and you know they have these like big gaping maws uh, like a purple worm from Dungeons and Dragons for any of the listeners at home I assume you guys aren't familiar with it but they're like m- a mile long and they, they're just like super destructive and, and super super powerful uh, and she's basically like, every time she kills someone she's taking their soul and like turning it into this thing inside her 
Greg. She's figured out the pill and the cheese trick. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, it seems uh, from Phage's first kill, a woman named Nivia, like the skin cream, uh, okay. sh- she was marked. A dream mage named Ixidor, Nivia's husband and chronic pit fight gambler, uh, takes notice of her and her uh, worm affliction. After his wife dies, Ixidor's wife, Nivia, uh, he was expelled from the city due, due to his gambling debts. So basically he was like gambling a lot and his wife was like fighting in the pit and making enough money to pay his debts. And then he like bets on his on his wife, like huge, huge, huge underdog in this fight against the woman who's literally named the Untouchable and can kill people with a single touch. Uh, and he's like, I'm gonna bet against her because my wife is pretty special. Uh, I think she can do it. Uh, I she, think she's the greatest. That's so, why I married her. So it's like, okay, man. <laughs> his wife dies. Moral is, he's yeah. kicked out of the city, uh, and now he he has plans for revenge, and he sees these worms inside her. And I think I need to go back here about these worms quickly. Okay. Because were you just about to conclude the episode? I was. uh, Yes. For now. In that case, let's get one last little factoid out here. How 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 are these worms huge? Are people bound to them, like soul bound to them, and they're somewhere else in the world? So the people are dead. Their souls are within Phage, and she has the power to manifest these giant, like, cataclysmic worms in reality. Called death okay, worms. they just exist on another plane, right? Yeah, again, it kind of feels like a dementia summoner where she can like summon them from a personal plane. Okay, uh, that's it all could I needed be, to it know. Could yeah. be like Kubert's realm or something like that. Uh, yeah, and for all of you at home, we all have a personal plane within us. So why don't you go home and, and just dream up whatever you like in that personal yeah, plane? Yeah, you, you put not, any, any kind of worm you want in there. <laughs> <laughs> Friendly worms? You, you put little worms with boots. Uh, worms with feet. One boot on the end. <laughs> <laughs> worms with boots. That's like a year old reference yeah. to the, our own show. That's yeah. for that's for the hardcore listeners out there. Uh, so yeah. I I did want to wrap this up in two episodes, but it, it's looking like I'm not gonna. I'll have more than enough to keep talking about Faye uh, and Jessica and her brother Kamal on a third episode um, where I should be able to wrap this one up. Sorry, it's taking three rather than two, like I originally promised when I you know like to get it done in one again if you guys like the multi-parters let us know because we're always really unsure and i know we tend to space them out i think i'm gone next next week again so uh jesus <laughs> we've we've been we've been struggling a lot to get episodes out uh, a lot my fault for sure um but we super super appreciate you guys supporting us and helping us out and like jumping on the patreon and interacting with us on twitter all that stuff like so let us know if, if you're listening to this right now uh, pull out your phone type on twitter be like hey i like the multi-parters hey i prefer the single shots or hey you guys are dumb uh, but i still listen every week just to hear mm-hmm. how dumb you are uh i've been ethan palmer i've been your host you can find me uh at ethan the dead man uh on twitter that's the only social media I really use at all. Uh, we do have a Discord, which we're using right now to record this. Uh, we promise the audio quality should be better. We're gonna try. We're gonna tweak it a l- as much as we can. Uh, Jamie will be in another country, so there's only so much we can do. But at least I will have a better mic, uh, and Jamie might have a laptop which can actually support uh, the calls. Mm. Yeah, we- more likely than not, this is gonna be what my voice sounds like for a little bit. But maybe in Mexico, I can find like a. A, a, another option but yeah for now this is what it's going to be but we'll look into it so if you don't like it uh, tweet at us say like hey jamie's voice sounds raspy and we will just tell you like yes we know 
We know that. You didn't need to tell us that. Oh, all uh, the cigarettes have been smoking. Yeah, exactly. He should just quit his job so he doesn't have to go on business trips anymore and maintain audio quality. Yeah, exactly. Right. Uh, that's the that's the $1,000 a month tier on Patreon. Nowhere near oh, enough yeah. to support him, but... <laughs> <laughs> nope. Uh, uh, so, Jamie, where can people find you while you're in Mexico? Um, I'm probably going to be playing some Steam, actually, uh, rather than PlayStation. So if you want to add my Steam, it's J-A-Y-M-I-L-K. No two L's, just one. Uh, 64. J-Milk 64. Uh, that's on Steam and twitch.tv slash the lore boys if i can find a way to stream for mexico i will but if not i'm planning on at least doing one more hollow night stream this weekend so a farewell how about you yeah uh i've been at pete o'donoghue on twitter and of course uh, at lore boys podcast uh on instagram those are the only two things i use uh also uh lore boys on youtube uh i upload multiple episodes older episodes a week uh with the art that goes with them um it's obviously it depends on how busy i am but it's at least it's been you know between three and five a week so subscribe to us there a lot of people have been listening there if that's your preferred way of getting it is uh the lore boys on youtube um thank you everybody for listening uh now obviously we appreciate everybody's support we appreciate everybody who's on the patreon now and in the future but ultimately all we really want people to do is just download listen to and share the show uh leave us reviews is really really important frankly more important than anything is leave us a review on whatever app you're using and uh that's it i've been taking care of myself and catching up on some things so keep it keep it on uh keep keep it on on the feeds yeah uh and i know we got the patreon set up uh and and we're super appreciative of the the people who who signed up uh but we're still we're, we're still keeping it going with uh lore boys premium it is it is kind of a separate uh a separate thing Patreon's prime. Premium is a completely different animal. Yeah, it's 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 totally totally different. So not like uh, cows and spiders, which are functionally the same. Yeah. So uh, this week, um, uh, if you want to support us other than the Patreon, which you can't find, it's uh, Patreon.com/slash/TheLoreBoys. Uh, yeah. But if you don't want to go there, you can just tweet at us saying like, "Hey, I want to subscribe to Lore Boys Premium," and we'll DM you for uh, for ways that you can get us direct payment. It's it's twenty nine ninety nine every three days on um, on Lower Boys Premium, and this this week we're we're offering something pretty pretty special. We've all been dreaming up our own special types of worms. Mine is a worm which uh, has a head at both ends, and one end is always eating, and the other end is always puking candy. Uh, so we're gonna try and get you guys our worms. So uh, Jamie, why don't you walk us through what your worm is? I ate a lot, a lot of raw meat, and I cannot get them out of my system. So anyone will take any of them. <laughs> Jamie has Please. Jamie has many worms. Uh, and, and, and Peter, what's your worm? Uh, mine has one little cartoon eye and a cartoon mouth, mm-hmm. uh, and he's constantly getting into misadventures. Uh, oh, that's so cute. That's cute. He's he's like. Like sometimes he can get hurt in his misadventures, but he's like a cartoon, so it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. But it's everything has like a good moral lesson to teach you as well. Okay. Yep. Well, so if you want any of mine, you can get me. Uh, I have an Instagram as well. It's uh, Dirtworm Jim. So you dirt, can get dirt worm, Dirtworm Jim. <laughs> it's it's pictures of his worms in exactly the setting that you'd imagine with a name like that. Pictures of his feet from a hospital bed. <laughs> and, th- and that constitutes a Lore Boys. Lore Boys. Out. 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 Bye bye.
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 